0: Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious.
1: Hello, and welcome to issue 75 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie.
2: I'm Arnie. And I'm Justin. And we have another big show this time. We've got information on new Marvel Universe figures. We've got information on hot toys. We have socks. Yes.
1: Socks rock. I love my socks that I've got.
2: But we will start off with... The Spectacular Store Report. Well, in addition to all the Choco treasure toys that we talked about in last week's show, the Target and Walmart's Easter sections are loaded up with a variety of Easter items. And Marjorie has surprised me by buying some of these and bringing them home.
1: I like to buy you little presents because it's fun.
2: There's a ton of stuff we didn't buy. We'll just talk about that real quickly. If you have a little kid in your house, though... I imagine that the Avengers Easter basket with jelly beans and Nerf-type guns and such would be a good bargain at $10. And there's also two of the scariest freaking Easter baskets in the world at Walmart. One it's supposed to be the Hulk, I think. <laughs> Possibly. Could also be Shrek. It's green. And it looks like it has anger issues. <laughs> and then the other one is, I think, from the Marvel Apes series, Iron Man. Uh,
3: they're all a little off. <laughs> I don't like when they stretch somebody's head over a basket. It just doesn't work out very often, too well very often.
2: Very rarely does it work, yeah. <laughs> but Marjorie did buy me some eggs at a Walgreens.
1: Yeah, they're at Walgreens in the Easter section. Now, the reason I bought them was the box said they were high detail character busts for two ninety
2: nine. I think I'm going to argue the words high and detail. Maybe the person who wrote that was high. These basically are pencil toppers. And you got me Spider-Man and Hulk. Spider-Man looks okay. He looks like he has a broken arm the way he's holding it. It's like he's shooting webs, but it's also like it's sprained.
1: A little bit, yeah. They are detailed, Arnie. I don't know why you think they're detailed. And the Hulk, either he's open up to say ah,
2: or he's scared.
1: <laughs> I'm imagining an ogre-like belch. <laughs> <laughs> they're detailed for something this size. I mean, their features are distinguishable. They're not blobs of
3: plastic.
2: Well, you say highly detailed bust. I think gentle giant. Are these
3: rubbery, or are they like a hard plastic?
2: They're a hard plastic. You can stick them on your fingers if you're so inclined with the little holes by sticking your fingers up their bottom. Maybe that's why Hulk's making that face. (laughs) Well, it was a cute little gift to give me.
1: It was. I thought it was fun. I'd like to get you things like that.
2: You also got, because they were in the Easter section, we talked about these prior... And didn't get them the Widgets toys, the little wind-up toys that were at Target. These things I think I've laughed at before because I said that one of them was kind of like... Looks like the Hulk is kind of constipated and they just weren't that high quality. I think there was a miscommunication because Marjorie said there's these new toys in the Easter aisle and they're kind of cute. And so I said, okay, get them, not realizing that we're talking about these. But since they were in the house, I took them down to the photo studio and loaded them up. And these things are hysterically awful. (laughs) There's Hulk, Iron Man and Spider-Man and they're little wind up toys. Now, Hulk was the one that actually gave me hope, because I thought he's supposed to smash his fists in a rage, and I thought that could be kind of cute.
1: Kind of slowly. It's sort of doing
2: it. (laughs) I still just think he looks really constipated, especially since he's sitting like that rock is a toilet with his knees spread. He's got the wide stance like that senator. (laughs)
1: You better be careful in the Avengers bathroom.
2: So that one was a little disappointing. There are videos of these for anyone who would like to see on the Marvelicious homepage. The second one was Spider-Man. And he kind of acts like a spastic lawn sprinkler.
1: What the hell?
2: (laughs) And he sounds like a dying cat.
3: Wow. Wow. These look like really bad dance moves.
2: <laughs> yeah, he twists side to side and he swings his arm. The one who I thought was a dancer was Iron Man, who's also in a bit of a bear in the woods pose on this rock. spider Man's the only one who would make sense to be crouching to hide the mechanics because he crouches a lot. But Iron Man, if I've said in the past that he does the stop in the name of love dance pose, wait till you see this wind up widget.
1: Oh, my God, he is dancing.
3: (laughs) Oh, these are literally minutes of fun. (laughs) Did you get video of all three of them together dancing?
2: I did not because here's the worst part. As you could tell from this segment right here, these were wound up to the max. You get about eight seconds of motion, and then you have to wind it up again. So it would be literally impossible to wind them up and let them all go at once.
3: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's kind of disappointing. Another technology and toys from our childhood that really hasn't grown and exploded with new technology over the years. Remember, we talked about how glow in the dark just really hasn't come all that far? Well, I guess wind up hasn't come all that far either.
2: And at $5 a piece, I think these are way overpriced. Yeah. They could do so much more for $5. I'm trying to think who this would be aimed at at $5. Because if these were a like, three year old, if they were a buck or two bucks, I'd say that's good for a three year old. But for $5, that's too much money for a three year old to wind up. And I mean, you really have to be two to three to wind it up and go, ah! When uh, Spider-Man's doing his little whip move,
3: <laughs> maybe they just need to dip them in some chocolate and sell them that way. Then I must have them. Put all. them in.
2: <laughs> and Marjorie also bought me—not in the Easter aisle, but I think they're out because of the movie and the holidays—from the local Hallmark store. All three sizes of Iron Man beanie balls.
1: Yeah, because I happened to be in St. Louis one day, found the medium, was in the Hallmark store by where I work and found the small, and because those ladies know me because I'm in there all the time, I asked if they could order the large one. They're like, absolutely, not a problem. Got him within a week. He is awesome. I put him in bed and covered him up to surprise you.
3: <laughs> are those balls in your bed or are you just happy to be home?
1: Exactly.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So...
2: Okay, I know there were Spider-Man beanie balls before. Now Iron Man, are there any other ones? Not yet, and none were shown other than these two at Toy Fair. But I don't know that Thor would make a very good ball for second half of this year. Maybe Cap Ball for next year with the new Captain America. That would be cute with wings. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
3: It just seems that any one of them that has, like, a defined face is going to be kind of problematic. Like, does this Iron Man, while oh, it's cute, it, it looks like his head blew up and his face ends. You know, with Spider-Man, it was like you could pretend the whole ball was kind of his head. But with the face mask here, it just kind of, it gives a weird effect.
2: Yeah, because it's definitely a body, whereas Spider-Man, yeah, it was like a head. And here they've added the arms, so... <laughs> Little, like, T-Rex arms.
3: Looks like he disobeyed Willy
2: Wonka and <laughs> ate the gum. <laughs> Moving to slightly cooler stuff, I haven't seen these in person, but our photo editor Jeff posted to our Facebook page the Avengers 6-inch Mighty Battler figures from the upcoming Avengers cartoon Avengers Assemble have shown up at his local stores. I, I did see these at Toys R Us
3: last week, and, you know, I spent a minute or two kind of looking at them and then another minute or two walking away from them because they are just the, (laughs) the squeeze the legs and watch them do something with their arms toys that I really have no interest in, but it it caught my eye that there's something new on the shelf, the new packaging that is the packaging itself is kind of neat because they did this little damage cutout area on each one of them that allows you to do the movement. So like for Hulk, when you squeeze him, his arms go up and it looks like he punched a hole in the wall behind him And Iron Man has some space behind him that's already broken out so he can do that twist and upper punch, uppercut punch.
1: I think that's pretty cool what they did there, though.
2: Yeah, I'm saying it's a neater packaging idea than the actual toy itself. I'm going to give these toys some credit, though. I haven't seen them in person, but from the pictures he posted, compared to, like, the six-inch figures... From the Avengers movie where I picked up that Hulk where you squeeze his legs and his mouth opened. Here, these look to have much better sculpts than that. They may not be articulated and posable, but as far as just sculpts go, it looks like they took a step up with this line.
3: Definitely, definitely. And I think what caught my eye, I probably wouldn't have even noticed it, but there was a Wolverine hanging out there. And it was just kind of strange to see him back in the lineup after so long of it just being the... The other four guys.
2: I wanted to know why he's on Avengers Assemble. He's not in the logo. Is he going to be in the cartoon? I mean, I know he's an Avenger, but so is Spider-Man. I was just curious if he was going to be there. I would think if he was on the cartoon, he'd be in that logo. Yeah, it's hard to
3: say. I'm, I'm guessing more than not. It's just, hey, these are the characters that are kind of popular right now. You know, there's going to be a Wolverine movie this year, so why not, you know, put him in this line
2: as well? And finally... The worst news of all, Marjorie, we have to go to Kohl's.
1: I know. I hate Kohl's. I just, it's a crappy store. They Their pricing model is a sale all the time.
2: Except on toys.
1: Yeah, except on toys.
2: <laughs> Make sure you have your coupons.
1: Oh, I know. You have the, the stupid coupons there, don't you?
2: Well, our listener Mitchell sent me an email. There is an exclusive figure pack showing up at Kohl's, but brace your wallet. It's 50 bucks.
3: Yikes. 50 bucks for four figures. Now, I'm looking at this picture that he sent in, and this is kind of ringing some bells. I think we saw pictures of this a while ago and had no idea where it was, where it was coming, or even what scale it was. I think we had a discussion about trying to figure out if these were six-inch scale or three-and-three-quarter scale because looking at that Iron Man, it looks like he has some six-inch parts on there. But the other three figures definitely look three-and-three-quarter inch.
2: I don't know how he could have six inch parts on a three and three quarter inch figure. He looks like a big Iron Man, though. Right. I'm not
3: saying he's actually using the parts from a six inch figure. I'm saying some of those parts look like parts from a six inch figure, making me think all of them were six inch. So he might have some new parts in the three and three quarter inch scale is what I guess I'm ultimately saying there.
2: Yeah, because at Kohl's, 50 bucks for four six inch figures, that would be clearance price at them, but... 50 bucks for four, three, and three quarter inch figures. Yeah, that's about right for Kohl's. Yeah. The thing is, I wish I could just write this off, but the paint apps on these look really cool. Thor has this really bright royal blue chest plate, and Loki has this bright green outfit, and Cap has a bright blue top, and Iron Man looks like he just merged with a car in some poor experiment gone awry. Yeah, there's there's enough newness going on here that
3: makes me kind of want it. Just not $50 want it.
2: They call it the Concept Series Original Avengers. And what he said was there was only the one pack. So that kind of surprised me, too. I'm used to seeing these sets come in pairs.
3: Yeah, this is very reminiscent of those two Avengers packs that came out at
2: Walmart last year. Bam, purchased. Hmm? Where? Online? They are right now at Amazon, Prime Shipping, thirty nine ninety nine, ten dollars cheaper than Kohl's. Nice. Now we don't ever have to go to Kohl's again and we save ten dollars. Yay! I was actually Googling it to check eBay, and Amazon was the first hit that came up. Nice. Coming from Kathy Stacks, but fulfilled by Amazon.
3: Yeah, they look like those the exact same boxes as those Walmart ones.
2: Yeah. So I was surprised that there was just the one, but it does look like some nice figures in here. And I definitely think based on Marjorie going to Kohl's and not finding them and seeing the $50 price tag on them, get them online. (laughs) There's still plenty at Amazon from $35 and up from the various Amazon sellers. And we will have a link to that on our homepage at MarveliciousToys.com. Just bought it. Recording is expensive. It is. Yeah. No kidding. And since we bought that online, we can move into... Sales to Astonish! You guys remember a few months back we had Stuart Moore on the show, author of the Marvel novel, prose novel, Civil War? Yes. Yeah. Well, usually when a book comes out, they have the audiobook immediately available. But for some reason... I think they just entered into a new partnership with Graphic Audio Dramas, and they released an audio adaptation of Stuart Moore's novelized adaptation of the Civil War comics. This
3: thing is getting (laughs) (laughs) Inception-like.
2: I picked it up because I... And reviewing the book right now, you are able to go over to booksandnachos.com right now and hear my review of Stuart Moore's novel. But since they were doing the audiobook, I wanted to give it a listen. I'm a fan of audiobooks. I listen to Star Wars audiobooks all the time. I find that a lot of them are very well done with sound effects and the Star Wars ones use all the John Williams music and everything. So I thought I'd give this a shot and I was actually blown away. Because what they've done is not your standard audiobook where you have one actor sitting in a sound booth reading an entire book and trying to take on different voices for different superheroes of different genders. (laughs) That's
1: incredibly awesome. I just want to say.
2: Instead, this is a full cast audio drama with an original score. Every major role, and there's a lot of them in Civil War, is voiced by a different actor. And this thing goes for six CDs. It's about seven hours of audio. And it is adapting Stuart Moore's novel of Civil War, which has some distinct differences from the comic, but basically tells the same story. That's impressive. It's like a radio drama. Exactly. Here's a clip from it.
4: All eyes were on Iron Man and Captain America now. Cap squared his shoulders and marched straight up to Iron Man. Going soft, Tony? We didn't come here to arrest you, Cap. I've talked Hield into offering you one final chance at amnesty. You mean surrender? No thanks.
3: Come on, Cap. When we fight each other, the only people who win are the bad guys. This goes against every principle you ever believed in.
4: The new costume with its gleaming metal eyes gave Spider-Man a much less human countenance than ever before. Cap could almost picture the young man inside transforming, like an insect in a cocoon, into a new version of Iron Man. Don't talk to me about principles, Spider-Man. I saw your little stunt on TV. Is your Aunt May happy that the Vulture has her zip code now? Why don't you ask the mommies and daddies
0: in Stamford if they think Captain America's still fighting the good fight?
4: Cap tensed, and the two men stared at each other for a long moment. Then Tony moved between them, lifting his helmet's front plate up to reveal his face. Cap, please. I know you're angry, and I know this is an enormous change from the way we've always worked. But we aren't living in 1945 anymore. Tony gestured behind Cap, addressing the assembled resistance. The public doesn't want masks and secret identities. They want to feel safe when we're around. We've lost their confidence, their respect. This is the only way to win it back. You've known me half my adult life, Cap. You know I wouldn't do this unless I believed in it with all my heart. I don't want to fight you. None of us does. All I ask is... Just let me tell you my grand plan for the 21st century. Atop his elongated neck, Reed Richards' head snaked into the conversation. It really is extraordinary. Sue Richards, Cap noticed, was staring at her husband. She didn't look happy. Neither did Ben. Five minutes... Tony held out his metal gauntlet at hand. Will you give me that? Cap turned to survey his troops. Cage looked very grim. Tigra's eyes were wide, almost feral. Goliath had eased up to eight feet in height, but he was hanging back. Dagger still knelt over a fallen partner, and the young Avengers had gathered around Wiccan's limp form. Daredevil leaned against a wall, alone, flipping his newfound coin up and down. Cap's two closest lieutenants, Hawkeye and the Falcon, stood together. They both cocked their heads at him. Your play. Five minutes. That's all I need. Slowly, Cap reached out and clasped Tony's hand.
3: All right! Way to go, wings! Didn't I tell you this was all going to work out?
4: <sighs> then Tony yanked his hand back, stared at it. What the hell? Blue lightning shot out of his hand, arcing up and around his metallic form. Ah! His limbs began to jerk uncontrollably. Kev took a step back, pointing at a small device on Tony's gauntlet. Old Line Shield Electron Scrambler, another thing Fury gave me years ago. Uh, Why? In case you ever went over to the wrong side. Spider-Man started to move in. No! Tony motioned him back as he writhed on the ground, struggling to regain control of his armor. The other power fighters on Tony's team, She-Hulk, The Thing, Ms. Marvel, stood their ground waiting for a signal. Well, the Resistance flanked their leader. Your grand plan sounds more like 1940s Germany to me. What exactly do you plan to do with people who refuse to register?
0: You don't understand!
4: He struggled to rise, his face still visible, his helmet sparking blue above his forehead. I understand one thing. You took down two of my boys. Tony's head whipped back, blood trailing through the air. The plant exploded into violence. Ms. Marvel rose up into the air, firing off power blasts. The Falcon soared up to meet her. Hawkeye notched his bow. All right, showtime, kids. Urging the young Avengers forward. But the Thing in She-Hulk formed a linebacker-style barricade, blocking their way. Goliath grew to 12 feet, raising his arms menacingly against all comers. Powerful light knives shot out from Dagger's hands. Sparking on contact with Spider-Man's metal suit, Daredevil and the Black Widow circled each other, scuttling up and down half walls in a dark ballet. Daredevil fired off his billy club, narrowly missing her head. Cap kicked down hard on Tony's back and heard a power relay snap. Tony's eye lens flashed bright as a final short circuit disabled his armor. Then he was still. Watch the skies, people! But when Cap looked up, the shield copters were hovering higher, arcing up and away. Cap frowned. Then jumped back just as Tiger landed in front of him. Slashing and cutting at the muscular form of She-Hulk. The two women grappled fiercely. They rolled away, and Cap found himself face to face with Reed Richards. Cap, please! Something caught Cap's eye. He reached out and snatched a tiny transceiver out of Reed's ear. What are you... Reed grabbed for it, but it was too slow. Captain, no! Cap sprinted toward the far side of the plant building. He pulled back the edge of his headgear and thumbed the stolen transceiver into his ear.
2: All airborne units, do not engage. Repeat, do not move in unless perimeter is breached. Prepare to activate nipple hell protocol at my... Strike back at Iron Man's command. Until then, hold your position.
4: The thing pasted hookling across the jaw. Ah! I don't want to fight you
0: guys! Why can't you just do like you're told?
4: There was chaos all around. Hawkeye made his way over to Cap, firing off arrows with every step. We outnumber him, Cap, but... They got a lot more muscle on their side, and copters. Cap nodded grimly, backing toward the wall of the chemical plant. Goliath! He gestured upward to Goliath, who now stood 15 feet tall. Goliath nodded. Everybody, head for the water! Then the thing slammed into one of Goliath's legs. While She-Hulk
3: body-rammed the other, Goliath toppled and fell. Cap! Yeah. That's pretty cool. I could see myself getting into that.
2: I actually was really impressed with the audio production. I was a little concerned with how it would be being Marvel and not having music they had of an original score. I really got into this. I was listening to it all this week at the gym. I am excited because they're not just continuing with the adaptations of the novels. I'm not quite sure what their plan is, but they've started with this Civil War one and they're also going to be doing an Ultimate one and a Spider-Man prose novel in the graphic audio format. That's pretty
3: neat. If I was eight or nine years old, I would spend hours just listening to that and playing with action figures in my room.
2: <laughs> that would be so cool. you Because, I mean, you heard that scene at Goliath. You could break out the Goliath big figure and reenact as it goes. Like, you're right. I used to do that as a kid listening to those Star Wars records you get at, like, the fast food places. Yeah, that
3: would be, be really neat. Maybe I'll do that with my daughter.
2: Even as an adult, I appreciated the story and I thought it was really a well-done production. You can get this as an MP3 for 13 bucks. Wow. Or you can get it in CD format, which I did, for 20.
3: That's a really good price.
2: Yeah, for what you're getting, I'm used to paying 25 to 40 for an audiobook. And I know I'm focused on the Marvel. It turns out when I went to Graphic Audio's site, for people who are interested in DC stuff, there's a ton of Justice League, Batman, Superman, a lot of classic stuff in there, like Crisis on Infinite Earth and Infinite Crisis, and just a whole bunch of stuff on there. And it's a unique way to take it in. It's like a step below a motion comic. I think that the production values here of the audio are such all you'd have to do is create the animation and you could have a full motion comic going.
3: Yeah. It's, it's so rich and audio filled that you can almost imagine the, the action in your own mind anyway, like reading a book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the funny thing was the opening credits though were like five minutes long as they read every actor's name who's in this thing. And it's a huge <laughs> cast. <laughs> I'm used to like the star Wars radio dramas where Ari gross plays Lando and five other people here. Each main character had one specific actor, but it really did help because when you're listening, they don't have to go, Spider-Man says, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, Captain America replied, da-da-da-da-da-da-da.
3: That's chapter three. Don't spoil it.
2: (laughs) Also announced online recently, Hot Toys released updated pictures of their Tony Stark Iron Man 3 Hot Toy. This is the Tony Stark that comes with that base. The, and can recreate the suit-up scene from Iron Man 3. He has a better head and now forearm armor. And I am so happy because when we talked about the head sculpt when I pre-ordered this, we all agreed, man, eh, not the greatest head sculpt in the world. They've really improved that head sculpt now. It really looks like Robert Downey Jr. once again.
3: It's crazy because you look at the two of them side by side, and the other one isn't horrible. You know, you can look at it and be like, oh, that's Robert Downey Jr. But you put this one next to it, it's like, whoa, so much better. And it's just little tiny things. I can't even put my finger on what they really changed to make it look more Robert Downey Jr.-ish. Yeah, those people at Hot
2: Toys are voodoo magicians.
1: They're like stalker-level reproduction kind of things. I'd be worried about them. (laughs) Like they're constructing little (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. dolls to practice, and they're stabbing them or making out with them.
2: I just always thought the Tony Stark head on the first one just didn't quite look as much like Robert Downey Jr. as we'd had in the past. It seemed like a step down. But the new one, they've widened the eyes, for one thing, and given him that more sarcastic expression. They've deepened the lines on his face, making his eyes look more like a man who's gone to jail for drug offenses. (laughs) And just these little changes have made such a difference. Then again, maybe they just took a different photograph and realized that the angle of the first one wasn't very good. But <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, there's definitely different eyes going on there. His eyes are open a little bit wider now. His nose might be a little bit thinner in the bridge. But I mean, these are such minor differences, but you add them all up and it makes a photorealistic looking Tony Stark in the newer version.
2: And then the fact that they're adding a forearm that has the armor on it, that really increases your posability options. Otherwise, you were just going to have Tony start standing there in the waiting-to-do-it pose. But now you can do the waiting-to-do-it pose. You can do the I'm partially suited-up pose. All in all, it made me go from buying it because it was a pretty good hot toy and it would look really cool with the Hall of Armor, to now being excited about this piece itself and being excited for a non-superhero figure. I mean, Tony Stark without the armor is just a dude, but I'm (laughs) excited for the dude. (laughs) He is just a dude.
3: Speaking
1: of dudes, I found some super awesome Captain America socks at Think Geek, and they're really cool. I don't know that you could wear them to work necessarily because they've got stuffed wings on the side, like on Cap's helmet. They're they're too <laughs> cute. They've got the like the shield star on the front and then wings on the side.
3: <laughs> Where those are some sandals. Take them to work.
1: They would be super hot with sandals. I'm actually going to buy them. They've inspired me to run a half marathon this year earlier than I'd planned because I want to do a whole Cap outfit when I run a half marathon.
2: I don't know that this is Captain America or if this is Hermes, the Greek god who's on the FTD sign those are kooky
1: aren't they they're great aren't they i love them
2: (laughs) be a bitch to wash
1: yeah i'm sure they're hand wash
2: those are pretty cool for you (laughs) so just be clear on that well continuing random things for sale online one of our listeners paul sent me an email we were talking just last week about figures that could fly like Nighthawk and Angel. Well, he sent me a link for some really cool action figure stands that allow you to pose your flying figures in flying mode and sent me some pictures he'd done with his figures flying around his Sentinels and things.
3: Nice. I was looking for something like this a couple of weeks ago when I was setting up a photo shoot. I think it was for an Avengers thing that we had, and I was trying to get Iron Man to float above everybody, and I ended up jerry-rigging an older... Marvel showdowns stand you remember those three and three quarter inch showdown figures came with those stands. Yeah. But they were short. Uh-huh. Yeah. I ended up taking a few of those and Jerry rigging them up higher. So same kind of idea as this, but it would have been a lot easier if I had all the parts in one place to do this.
2: Yeah. They call it the multi stand and they have clear black and blue. I don't know why you'd want the blue. The black and the clear make a lot of sense to me, though. They're currently back-ordered from Hobby Link Japan, but when they have them, they're only two fifty a stand, which is not bad and really would help make a display far more dynamic. I would love to, like, get one of these so when I get my helicarrier out, I could have Iron Man flying above the helicarrier, like they're in flight and he's going along yeah i mean it's just these
3: are perfect for the marvel universe because there's so many flying figures and so many cool ways to display them and right now when i display some flying figures i usually dangle them from from some fishing wire and they kind of spin around all the time so they're never quite right
1: i think when you put together your giant marvel diorama you need these
2: i think i definitely need them i have this page bookmarked and when they have some back in stock I'm going to be getting, probably I'd say, because I have to order them from Japan, they're 238 yen. A nickel? 250. Uh, I I figure I'll order about 10 to make it worth the trip from Japan. That way they don't get lonely on their, on their travels. (laughs) And maybe they'll mate and make more. (laughs) But as it's kind of a light week for news, thought we'd review a few more items. First off, Marjorie and I, when we went to New York for Toy Fair, our good friend Nick took us around, and he's great. He's a New York native and knows all the cool toy stores, and this is the second or third time he's taken us on a toy tour of Manhattan. And it's always fun just to hang out with Nick, but this time he took us to Toy Tokyo, which is a store we'd gone to once with him. We'd tried going once on our own, but they were closed.
1: They keep weird hours.
2: They had a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. I picked up a couple 400% Kubricks. Actually, they were a gift from Marjorie. Mm-hmm. But there was one item there that I did not know what it was, but I had to have it. It was an Iron Man in Mark Three armor in a kind of a super deformed sculpt from a company called Tideway. T-I-D-E-W-A-Y. Have you ever mm. heard of this company, Justin? I have not. It is... About six and a half inches tall, and it comes with this cool display base that looks kind of like Tony Stark's workshop, kind of a metal floor. It's got a really nice Hot Toys quality paint job of a metallic paint over the plastic parts. It has a very cute style with its huge noggin and its shrunken body, and it even has interchangeable hands. You can have fists or flat out palms.
1: I think he's really cute.
2: This kind of reminds me of what are
3: those figures that we saw a couple months back that they announced? There was a Spider-Man, like a movie Spider-Man, and an Iron Man coming with the smaller bodies and bigger heads, like this.
2: Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. Nendoroid—that's what you're talking about, Justin. The Nendoroids. Yes, that's it. You're right, it has a similar thing, but those had really, like, long arms and things that made them feel almost like basketball players. This, if I were to think of the style, I'd be thinking almost Cosbaby is how these look. Yeah, I can see that. The packaging is downright hot toys looking. It is, and especially when it has the interchangeable palms, they're really kind of tricky to get in and out, but it is uh, quite a cool toy. I was Googling for Tideway Iron Man and couldn't find anything online. I emailed Jeff because he's kind of our go-to guy when it comes to the import figures. He's always updating us on the figure arts and things like that. And he said that he found one on Amazon JP for almost 4,000 yen. That's only $41. Jeff said that it goes for... 4,000 yen, which is about 40 bucks. They only wanted 50 for him at Toy Tokyo, which is why I snagged him up. For 50 bucks, I had to have this cute little Iron Man. That seems like a good price for that.
1: But you got him. It, you love him. Yeah. What does it matter?
2: No, I just I want to know what he is. I want to know if there's more of them. It's kind of cool. So if any of our listeners know, drop me an email at show at because it's really something else. But, no, this is from Tideway, and I don't know what Tideway is. Is there any copyrighted date on the box? There is no copyright date on the box. It is not copyrighted.
3: <laughs> well, being the Mark III, I wonder if this is an older collectible from from the Iron Man 2 days.
2: That's what I thought, too. I I thought, actually, Iron Man 1. I thought this may be back from 08. Oh, yeah. Because it's the Mark III, not the Mark IV. right. Yeah, geez. Now, Jeff did warn me. He searched for it. It has apparently easily chippable paint, so I'm going to have to be, be careful. careful with him because he's got a really nice sheen to him. And don't eat the paint
3: flakes if they do come off.
2: He's posable. He's by no means super posable. You can pose him in some cute little ways, but there's a very limited range of motion due to the epaulets on his shoulders and the various components. Where I really got scared was taking his hands on and off. I don't think I'm going to do that very much. He's kind of cute, though. I mean, he is, to the Hot Toys, what that X-Men baby Cyclops is to the Marvel Universe.
3: (laughs) There you go. You're going to put him in his own little hall of armor (laughs) section.
2: I thought I'd (laughs) just have him hanging around like a weird, deformed mutant hot toy.
3: (laughs) It's the Mark 2.5. Tony doesn't like to talk about it.
2: (laughs) Now, also, recently shipped to me, I finally got it in the mail. We talked about this on the show quite a while ago when it went up for pre-order initially. This is Sideshow's premium format Storm figure, and I wanted to give that a review on the air here. I actually was lucky. I didn't order it when it came out, and with Sideshow, the exclusive editions always sell out so quickly. And I was a little bit on the fence on this piece, and then I picked up some other premium formats and decided Storm would be a good addition. And I decided to let fate be my guide, and I waitlisted the storm exclusive. I'm like, I'm either going to get the exclusive, or I'm going to get nothing. <laughs> well, what do you know? I do have some fairly good luck with waitlisting at Sideshow, and I was able to get it with her additional head and a fine art print that is the art that inspired the statue. I'm not so much into the fine art prints. It's like, okay, it's an irregular size, I now need a frame, but I really wanted the alternate head.
3: That was the exclusive, was the head?
2: Yeah, their regular version just has the more calm head, which shows her eyes, and it has the hair down, so it's a more attractive version of Storm, but it's not her using her powers. The exclusive came with the all-white eyeballs and the really billowy hair. Oh,
1: I'm sorry, I find her all-white eyeballs just so creepy. White eyeballs just don't do good by me. (laughs) But I like her hair much better on the other one.
2: Yeah, it gives it some action.
1: Yeah, and I'd be terrified that little curly cute at the bottom is going to break off.
2: It was very well-packed. If something was going to break, it would be the fingers or the hair. I'm torn because I like the big hair that's flowing like she's really cooking up a storm. But the other head is far more attractive. They did a good job with her face makeup and her eyes and her lipstick and everything. So I'm torn which face I'm going to display. I like them both for different reasons. But I like having the option, which is why I really wanted this exclusive one.
1: Yeah, they both have their purpose. The non-exclusive is very stately and very, it's a very pretty sculpt, I think.
2: The non-exclusive would be wonderful to display next to Black Panther, who was for a brief time her husband. Whereas this, the exclusive one, far better to go with a bunch of X-Men. The outfit is fairly skimpy, but it's not done in a sexualized way like a Bishojo. There's nothing overtly sexual about this figure. It's just reproducing that outfit. It makes me wonder why they chose that outfit if they were going to do it in such a matter-of-fact manner. There's so many other Storm outfits.
1: So why do all the girls in the Marvel Universe wear aerobics outfits? <laughs>
2: <laughs> can they only get
1: dance skin?
2: <laughs> they have to stay limber. But I think Sideshow did a fantastic job with this. The paint app is gorgeous. The base she's on is just so detailed. It's got rocks and flowers and really looks very earthy. Her cape, it comes folded down. It has a underwire along the entire yellow area. So you can pose that cape in any way you'd like to pose it.
3: Now that's cool. I like when they do that with fabric capes. Especially like you've been saying, you know, with the two different heads being for two completely different poses, you would think that if you have just a regular head on, it would look cool to have the cape just kind of draped over. her. But when she's kicking up a storm, like you say, you might want to have that cape billowing out and maybe even coming up over behind her.
2: Yeah. I, that I like it billowing either way, but definitely it's nice to have that underwire option. When I saw the cape, I'm like, eh, how's that going to be? It's a, weird kind of vinyl cape it feels like a pool cover almost it's not actual cloth it's more of a plasticky material but that also makes it a little bit easier to clean
1: how is it getting dirty
2: (laughs) what are you doing with your premium formats (laughs) i'm thinking dust
1: oh okay Uh, Uh uh-huh
2: both marcia and i went someplace
3: really
1: dirty i'm like what's going on in my house (laughs)
2: No, I'm thinking when you dust it, it's harder. The cloth almost needs to be laundered, whereas this you could just wipe off or spray clean.
1: I think if you are going to have soft goods on something of this expense, you do need the underwire. Yeah. it just that shouldn't even be a question because I think it adds so much to it because you can make whatever you want, basically.
2: They also included and the regular version has this, too alternate right hands for her. But I don't know why. They are so similar. One has the hand reaching out and one has the fingers a little bit more angular like a claw. But I cannot imagine the it, it, the reason for having these two separate hands that are so close in style. One's a little more bent at the wrist than the other. One has the fingers a little more separated than the other. But to me it really makes almost no difference which hand I have there. They could have just given me one hand and I would have might have been a little happier cuz now I have to keep track of a hand that has fingers that can break.
3: Yeah, that is a little strange. It's not like they give you one closed fist and one open hand. They gave you a mega T and a mega tie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it it's the strangest accessory. Every so often it's like the heads sometimes there are parts you want, sometimes there are parts you don't, but to have these hands, and all of her her head and her hands are the pieces that attach. They're all magnetic. So to have this extra magnetic hand that did not change her pose dramatically or hardly at all seemed a little bit like they could have spent that money elsewhere. I don't know where, but... <laughs> But it is a nice figure to continue my collection of Marvel premium formats. I just ordered another one, technically a comiquette, but their quarter-scale comiquettes are just premium formats by a slightly different name. Finally got our taxes done and realized once the tax man was paid, I had enough for a Hulk. The Avengers Big Ol' Hulk. Nice. It's shipping next month, so I got that order in. And if you want to order a Hulk or Storm, Storm in the regular edition is still available on Sideshow's website for three twenty-five. The regular version was limited to a thousand pieces. The exclusive was limited to five hundred, but you can still waitlist the exclusive, which means there are some people, I guess, who haven't fully completed their order. There's a chance you may still be able to get the exclusive, depending on how the orders went.
3: Well, speaking of pieces that you're not sure why they put them in the packaging for you to pop on, I say we talk about Iron Man Assembler figures.
2: Why would we ever want to talk about Iron Man Assembler figures?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't go to war with the war you want. You go to war with war with the army you have, you see? And this is what we're getting.
2: That's true, and you confessed a couple of weeks ago that you were buying these figures, and even I, I who buy cases of chocolate from Amazon to get little unarticulated toys, I who camp out in Starbucks at Target and go through the lines again and again with Chibis, I was not buying these figures at full price.
3: (laughs) Well, it's a little bit of the, I'm hyped for the movie, and... I got some money burning the hole in my pocket type of thing. And I'm definitely not going to give them $6 for those other line of Iron Man figures. So I suppose I'll give them $10 for these ones that I don't want.
2: <laughs> what, what I didn't realize is when I wasn't looking, I have assembled a complete set of Iron Man assemblers. <laughs> Oops. <Whoops>. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize there were only six figures out so far. And so when we went to that Toys R Us in Manhattan and they had them on sale, two for 15 and I bought four. And then our local Meyer was having a sale, and I bought figures five and six. I didn't think I had the full set. I thought I had six of, like, 12 or 20, and I was going to really play that long game. And then Toys R Us had another sale, and I went, and they only had figures one through six. So I talked to you and Jeff, and you guys are like, yeah, that's all there is, six figures.
3: (laughs) That's all there is for now. There's more coming that we saw at Toy Fair, but for now, we get get six figures that two of them are straight-up repaints of one another which, hey, you know, it's going to happen. You got War Machine and then War Machine and his Iron Patriot getup. But the other the other four are all unique sculpts, which, hey, kudos to you, Hasbro. I thought maybe you would repaint at least three of them and give us, you know, three unique figures and six different paint styles. But like we've talked about in the past, there's just – there's no articulation here. The sculpt is pretty good on most of these, and, you know, if this is the only way we're going to get the Mark 42 and some of these other armors – I suppose it's passable to have it sitting there on a shelf just standing at attention. But it's such a bummer to know that all the articulation and time and effort that went into all the Iron Man 2 figures aren't going to be represented with all these kick-ass new armors that we're seeing in the trailers.
2: Oh, yeah, that trailer with the Hulkbuster armor and all those armor suits. Yeah, they made me really want a lot of Iron Man suits, specifically in three and three quarters. Hot toys, please no. Hasbro, please yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, we don't need, like, an Iron Man army in the house.
3: (laughs) You know, Iron Man 2 was a cool line, but there, there was a point there where they were literally repainting stuff and making stuff up on top of stuff they made up. I mean, it got really ridiculous there at the end with that. Was it the... Our Armored Avenger line that barely squeaked out at the end. You know, that's where we got the gold C-3PO Mark II and all these other repaints. I wish they would have held off to some of that effort and tooling and sculpting and put it towards a place where it actually deserves it. Movie appearance armors. In that trailer, there's at least five or six new
2: armors that would be perfect toys. I have to wonder, though. If, Justin, you and I should stock up at TJ Maxx and deals on some of those Iron Man 2 figures, because knowing what I know about computer animation, yeah, that Hulkbuster is its own thing, but all those armors that show up, I wonder if they didn't use the same CG models there and do repaints. It's possible, and it's, I
3: mean, I've looked at still shots since that trailer's come out, and it's hard to pick out too much detail, but there, there are certain things that you can see in there. That I haven't recognized in previous armors. Namely, different shaped arc reactors. You had, you had circle arc reactors, triangle, and then like almost rectangular slits that were up there. So there's quite a bit of new stuff going on with those from what I can tell. It's where you get the Dremel. (laughs) The Dremel and some Sculpey and get to work. One strange thing I did notice with these assembler figures is, I'm not quite sure which ones are named what, but the Stealth Tech Iron Man is something that they had done in the previous line. We have this exact figure from the Iron Man 2 line just better articulated. So they just decided to go ahead and redo that one, sculpt it up so it had no articulation, and put it in this line so you could pop its arms and legs off and swap them with other ones. It's a very confusing decision in a toy line
2: again i just think they're really trying to reach out to those young kids and get them with the oh look at all these different parts i think i made the reference once to Jason the wheeled warriors which was a toy line that did this in the 80s that i liked i don't necessarily disagree with the idea but i think it could have been done
3: and leaving some of the basic articulation intact I think you could have done it and left knee and ankle and elbow and wrist articulation intact and had those parts pop in and out as well. But as it is, we probably won't be getting figures from the movie in this line in a super articulated manner. But I suppose there is hope that maybe in the six-inch Legends version that we could see some of these figures.
2: That is true. I don't know that there's much hope, but there's... (laughs)
3: <laughs> the so, reason i say there's hope is because the second wave of iron man figures have already started to hit ebay which those aren't supposed to ship till august so if they're hitting ebay already very good those are hitting a lot sooner than we had hoped for leaving a lot of time and space to maybe get a couple extra waves out there
2: perhaps why don't we go through these figures though and tell us what you think of what we did get well i didn't go as crazy
3: as you did i only own five of the six
1: no. <laughs> well, what's stopping you on the last one, though? Come on.
3: Well, I mean, I'm sure eventually we'll pick it up, but I just haven't picked up the regular War Machine yet. It answered all my questions by getting the uh, Iron Patriot version, basically seeing the sculpt of it. And I have plenty of War Machine super-articulated figures hanging around the house, so it's just not a high priority right now. But eventually... I'm sure he'll worm his way into my collection. If you're like me, I opened these up and I left the crazy arms just sitting in the package. I didn't even pop them out of the little trays because (laughs) I can't see myself taking these off and putting them on. It's just so ridiculous.
2: I was so happy that the Mark 42 came with regular arms because the ones we got from China had the big, like, guar shoulders. And I thought that was the only arms we were going to get with them. So that he had regular non-Guar arms made me real happy.
3: (laughs) Now, as far as figures go, and if you're just going to have them sitting there in a neutral stance, these will get by in a pinch. There's just a few things, and this is all across the line that kind of get me, is those peg holes that they have in their arms and legs. I just have a hard time seeing past those.
2: Yeah, they draw attention to themselves, and they really kill the aesthetic. I agree. I wish they'd found a way to do it that didn't involve drilling big holes in their backs and their arms and their legs. It's almost like these are the figures you want at the back of your collection.
3: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I will give it to them. You know, each one of them stands pretty solidly. I don't see needing a figure stand for any of these because – since the legs aren't superposable and they don't have that ball hinge to worry about or the knees bent each one of them has a very good solid stance so that's that's a good thing but one problem i'm having with some of these figures is is the arms you pop them in and they have like clicky prepositioned motion almost have you noticed that where it's not like you can free move it it's you click it and it goes a quarter of an inch you click it again it goes up a little bit more
1: oh it's ratcheted
3: yeah That's a good word for it, ratcheted.
1: Yeah, it's almost like if you wind it up, it'll do something, but it doesn't.
2: (laughs) That's so weird, too, because you pop the arm out. I don't see anything that would cause it to do that, but it certainly does that. Yep.
1: I bet it's the little split in the peg, though. See how the peg has got a split in it?
2: Mm. Yeah. And to
1: hold it in, it's got to have something to grab onto it.
3: Well, it's making it so some of my figures, I can't get them to have just their arms relax at their side. Like, one arm is always up a little bit further.
2: Yeah, I see, what you, I see exactly what you mean. I have the same thing going on with my Iron Patriot. It will not be just by his side. It's like he's mid-stride and one arm's a little forward.
3: <laughs> that you might be able to fix if you took a Dremel to the inside and shaved it off a little bit, but then you're going to have a really loosey, wonky arm going on. Yeah.
2: Well, as it is, with no elbow articulation, it's not like I'm going to have him out in the kettlebell position. (laughs) But, yeah,
3: I mean, sculpt-wise, perfectly passable. Paint apps look pretty clean. I'm not seeing any
2: globs or misapplications. Unfortunately, I still find that the limbs fall off really easily. The arms or the legs or both? Both, in my case.
3: The legs I found a little bit difficult to get on initially. You have to really work them on there until they rest on that peg. So number two is War Machine, just in his regular gray and black outfit, which I do not have. But he's the same sculpt as Iron Patriot War Machine.
2: We have him. And I again, like you say, it's a nice paint job. I like the tones of grays they used.
1: I always like the gray and the silver. It always looks so nice together because it's like a charcoal. It's better than black. And the spot of red is really nice. It's a nice red.
2: And a whole bunch of stuff filling up the Galactus box overfloweth. So now it's the Sentinel box of parts.
3: (laughs) I wish they would have given him a better accessory for his his shoulder Gatling gun. I feel like the way they did it with just a little peg that you can put in a couple different ways into his back was a little bit of a cheap way of giving him his Gatling gun.
2: Yeah, I... Of all the characters to not give the shoulder epaulets to in that way. Yeah. I mean, he has them, but they don't make full use of them. I really think we had more guns on the Iron Man 2 War Machine than we have on this Iron Man 3-1. Yeah. But Iron Patriot makes up for that by giving us a huge projectile firing thing.
3: <laughs> oh, we're not going to talk about the accessories. <laughs> These are so ridiculous. <laughs> Here's my question about the Iron Patriot is I wonder if if we have yet seen a figure that has shown the back of Iron Patriot because the back of this one is pretty plain and I almost wonder if they only had production shots of the front
2: to go by. Huh? I haven't really looked at the back. on the trailers and things here. Yeah. It is rather plain with just the red on the back. You would think there'd be something more there.
3: Right. I mean, I don't think that we have seen iron Patriot from the back yet in any of the trailers, but I'm I'm saying just looking at the figure, it feels like neither have they (laughs) (laughs) same goes with the image. I saw of the, the six inch iron Patriot coming out. It looks pretty plain on the back as well.
2: I could go both ways, given that they cheaped out so horribly on Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales and didn't paint the spider on his back. And we have seen his back on a lot of covers and they just decided, nah, we're not going to do that. I can't decide if maybe the movie version is a really basic back or if they cheaped out. All right. I'm looking at the Iron Man 3 movie poster with Don Cheadle, and it shows him from the side. We're able to see a little bit of the back, and he should have um, some painting in the little midriff section, the lower back lumbar area should have red and white stripes going vertically. Oh, yeah. And then the lines that they painted there should be there. It looks like there should be different ones. It looks like almost, I can't tell if it's a shine or if there should be some white on there, but...
1: I'm sorry, hold up, hold up. I don't think these are the kinds of figures that you're supposed to be doing this to.
2: Perhaps not, but that's what we do here.
1: I know. I'm just saying that I don't... I think you're missing the point. And maybe it's because we're all 30 years too old.
2: Or 35.
3: Yeah. Do you know something we don't know, Marjorie? Because you said we're missing the point. And that's been the, our entire problem with this line.
1: I don't think these are for you guys. I don't. I, I think they're for your kids. You know, I'm sure that my nephew, if he was like three years older, would totally love those. He, that would make him six. The putting apart part and taking apart and putting together, that's what you guys like to do as children. These are not going to be your movie accurate figures.
3: Where are our at movie accurate figures, though? That's my problem. Well,
1: the guy who got the pink slip list last week probably has the plans in his briefcase.
3: Excellent. We'll find him.
1: <laughs> I just don't think that these are something that are supposed to be criticized like this. By all means, take an Iron Man 2 movie figure and go over it with a Pantone chart and see if it
2: matches. Well, what we're concerned about is the 6-inch figure, if it's going to have as equally lackluster a back. I'm not talking about these, but the six-inch figures are for us. They can't do this to me on a six-inch okay, scale. Okay, but
1: you don't have the six-inch figure. I, like, let's, let's.
2: I can't take sensei- six inches of this. <laughs> <laughs> so the Stealth Tech
3: is the one that I was talking about earlier that they made in the Iron Man 2 line. And then repainted a few times. Remember, he was that purple translucent one that came out in the
2: Iron Man Avenger line. Yes, he was the one who I've previously seen listed as Black and Champagne. Ooh. (laughs) He's your celebratory (laughs) Iron Man. (laughs) Now, these last three that we're going to talk about, I
3: do almost wonder a little bit if these are movie versions rather than just concept versions. Like,
2: this could be one of the ones floating in the sky in the trailer, for all we know. That's true. It's hard to say. Given that we got him in the Iron Man 2 line, is this a comic armor that I'm not familiar with?
3: That's, that's what I wonder myself as well. You know, it'd be weird that, that Hasbro had some inside info of Iron Man 3, you know, two and a half years ago when they were sculpting that figure initially, because this is nearly the identical in sculpt. So from a collector standpoint, if you're not buying this line and if you're just trying to pick out some newer, armors of Iron Man that you don't have in your collection, this one's probably an easy skip because it's very well represented, much better articulated in the Iron Man 2 line.
2: I don't know that you can say that, though, for number five, Hypervelocity Iron Man, who I kind of like. He's kind of like a stealth Iron Man, which I like the blue of. Yeah, I got to hand it to him here. I was
3: a little more impressed with this figure than I thought I would be once I opened it, as far as paint apps go, because he's got two different colors of gray going on. He's got a darker gray and then a, almost a silver gray that goes down his mask and around his arc reactor. Nice little bits of detail in there. But this armor looks completely unique to, to any armor I've ever
2: seen. This one I really feel like might be one of the the trailer armors. It could be. I'm starting to think now if we could take the legs and arms off an Iron Man 2 figure and pop it on the torsos here.
3: Uh Not as simply as all that. It would require some cutting, and I don't know that they would snap in and stay in. Nah. The pegs the pegs that they use are different sizes from figure to figure.
2: All right, I'm just trying to think outside the box. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thinking like a customizer. <laughs> but, no, I do dig this one. He is kind of stealth is a great name for him because he does feel like a stealth jet. Much more so than
2: in the past when they would just taken another Iron Man, painted him blue, and said, Oh, that's the stealth Iron Man. If this one is in the movie, it makes me wonder, not at the Comic-Con in 2012, but at the Comic-Con in 2011, Hot Toys had a stealth armor Iron Man sitting out. Do you remember that, Justin? And we were talking, are they going comic series? And you were saying you were just going to stick to the movie ones? Yeah, I do remember that one. And we've not heard hide nor hair of it since then. I wonder if they found out Iron Man 3 was going to be doing a very similar armor and decided to stick to it and do this one. Or maybe that was a preview of something they thought was going to be in Iron Man 3 and they released it way early. I wonder if that's something we're going to be seeing.
3: Yeah, who knows? I mean, that that trailer just leaves so much open for the fertile ground that Hasbro's been... You know, And all these licensees have been kind of trampling along. And now this movie is like, okay, you guys have all come up with your own concepts. You've done some of our movie concepts. We're just going to throw all of our concepts at you now. Here you go. Here's
2: 40 different armors. You may (laughs) laugh, but what if some of those like Inferno Armor, Iron Man, and all of those figures you mocked from the Iron Man (laughs) armored Avenger line are in the movie? (laughs) No kidding. It's Hasbro's
3: big middle finger to us.
2: (laughs) The reason you're not getting super articulated armor is because we already gave them to you. Although we never got a Star Boost Iron Man in the Iron Man 2 line. And I've heard rumors, spoiler alert, this may be in the movie.
3: Yes. This is the one that we've been saying might be a spoiler for Hasbro
2: and Funko. Because if Funko makes it, I mean, Hasbro, they're known to make crazy crap, but Funko, they're a little bit more constrained in their product line, and they have, to my knowledge, never made crazy crap.
1: No, they just make this, they make a very limited amount of characters on the movie or property, and then that's it. Uh huh. They get into the more obscure things on lines like Star Wars because they can, and really there's three, four main characters, but.
2: And the same thing with the Marvel line where they did Beast and Ghost Rider. Those are a little bit more obscure, but to do Star Boost Armor Iron Man in the Funko Pop line, that pretty Mm -hmm. much signals it's going to be in the movie.
3: Yeah, they're, they're not known to freestyle. You know? That's
2: perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they always lose the rap battles.
3: <laughs> but having said that, I think this is a pretty cool looking Iron Man. I mean, it's a nice contrast to all the rest of them because he's in a, a whitish ivory type of color. Kind of wish he glowed in the dark. He almost has that kind of <laughs> consistency to his plastic.
2: And this one only comes with two arms. He doesn't have four arms like so many of the others.
3: See, I don't even have the package with me. What were his other accessories?
2: He has a big gold gun and a blue thing and a other gun. He has a lot of weaponry, but I don't see – I have an open mind. I don't see other arms. You know, if we do want to talk about the accessories just kind of in
3: general, my problem with it is is not necessarily the concept of popping something off and popping it back on. It's that these accessories that they came out with, seem really cheap they're all single color plastic with no paint apps on them you know if they would have come out with this figure and gave them four arms altogether, just slightly different versions of this or you know modified with extra guns on it
2: then i'm thinking okay that's kind of a cool concept
3: but the accessories as they are are just chintzy and cheap feeling
2: yeah i completely agree but like marjorie had said so eloquently earlier Not for us, and I think it's for the kids who more have fun shooting little spring-loaded things across the room. I honestly, though, do kind of find the Ash from Evil Dead chainsaw hand that comes with Starboost Iron Man fun.
1: But you guys got to (laughs) think about this for a second.
2: How awesome would it be to be a kid to be able to create your own Iron Man? And that would be awesome if they didn't look like mismatched clothing when you did it.
1: Kids don't care.
2: I think they do, though. I, I think I, they I do. I don't disagree with the concept.
1: I, I think that, like, a really creative little kid would be like, look at my Iron Man. He's got red arms because they're super hot and shoot fire. And Hasbro needs to pay me for this.
2: <laughs> for being an apologist? I agree. Yeah. It sounds like you're on the payroll <laughs> and you're afraid to sink the ship because you might be the next with the pink slip. But (laughs) No, I don't disagree with the concept. I think there's something there. I
3: think that my problem lies in how they cheaped out on it. Like, even if they would have given arms that didn't belong to the specific character in another pack, which would make kids want to get extras. So it's like, ooh, the arms that came with the regular Red Iron Man also comes with some darker blue ones in a different pose. So I want to get the Stealth Iron Man too. You know, a little cross-promotion there, but... But right now, the accessories they came with are
2: are poor, and I don't want to mix and match them. I agree. I think the accessories can be mixed and matched. I kind of like the idea that that chainsaw arm could go on any of them. It's a blue, so I think it would actually look really good on Iron Patriots. But the removable arms themselves, you're not going to swap them. The only thing the removable arms are good for is with or without epaulets. It's not good for, I want to put Iron Patriot's arms on Iron Man, because kids are going to know that just looks messed up. Kids aren't stupid, which is why this toy line (laughs) will fail.
0: Oh, I'm not
1: saying it's going to survive. I mean, I'm sure that there's some kids who will think this is awesome because they think they can play Tony Stark.
3: Maybe this is something that Disney theme parks rejected and it became our toy line. Maybe it was supposed to be like their build a droid figure. And like these are all just parts in a bin that kids can come and build an Iron Man and get charged 20 bucks for.
2: What I find interesting is they all have a copyright date of 2012. Really? On the inner legs. That is interesting. Hmm. Well, I like you say, these may not be the figures we want, but they're the figures we have. And I wanted Iron Patriot. I wanted Mark 42. I want Starboost. So, yeah, I've ended up with all six as well. And I'm curious. Listeners, if you have kids, tell us if your kids like this. Because Marjorie and I have no kids and Justin has a daughter. We have no boys who would find this fun. He has a son,
1: but he's older. He doesn't want to play with these, probably.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I could ask
3: Tyler, but he'd probably smack me with a 12-pack of beer.
1: Yeah, he's like, what, 25 now? 18. Ooh. Yeah, Yeah, so nothing you say is right.
2: (laughs) Except, Except that you would both agree these figures are crap. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, let us know if your kids, if your little boys, like the concept here. Because I'm not seeing it myself. I saw what they did with Transformers with this concept and thought it rocked what they're doing with this. It just, it's neither fish nor fowl. And, listeners, you can also leave us a voicemail and let us know what you think of any of these things. If you know about this Iron Man Mark III I bought or what Iron Man toys you're buying and what reviewed the products, you can give us a call at 803-MARVEL4 that's 803-M-A-R-V-E-L-4 or send us an mp3 to show at Toys.com. We will be back next week with a report from Wizard World St. Louis, a review of the Bishojo Electra and more on the next Marvelicious Toys.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho Podcast Enhancement by Barrett Marvelicious Website Design by Jason Graphic Design by Justin Announcements by Brock the marvelous theme song, Bam, Pow, Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lion's mouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved.
1: Hello and welcome to issue 75 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie.
3: I'm Justin. And I'm Arnie. Wait, what? (laughs) Looks like you disobeyed Willy Wonka and (laughs) ate the gum. (laughs) you think I just watched Willy Wonka or something? That's like my second Wonka reference in two shows.
1: (laughs) Can I admit something? I've never seen it. (laughs) What? I've never seen it.
3: Weird. Gave me nightmares as a child.
1: Justin, I think you and I, somehow we need to form a support group.
3: (laughs) I think we we have one. It's called Marvelicious Toys.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I can't take six inches of this. (laughs) Not even if we take off all the arms? (laughs) (laughs) It's a length problem, not a girth problem. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. It's neither fish nor flesh. It's neither fish nor fowl. Okay, I was what that was. Yeah, album.
1: I was confused for a second. I'm like, do I not know this cliche?
3: It's a
2: Terrence yeah. Trent D'Arby album. And Stuart messed up <laughs> one time and said it on now playing, and now I've messed up and said it here. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this yep. fish fest up. <laughs> <laughs>